0: You need Indeed.
1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. What a win for the Lakers. What a crazy crazy game. The Lakers get the win over the Toronto Raptors, 132 to 131. This game was an offensive explosion from both sides. The Lakers hitting threes at a 44% clip. The Raptors hitting threes at a 49% clip. The Raptors shot 56% from the field, 49% from three and lost because the Lakers shot 54% from the field and 44% from three while getting more free throw attempts than the Raptors did. What a crazy, crazy game we just witnessed. And how about Anthony Davis? Absolutely going nuts for the Lakers. We've got so much to talk about from this one. We've got our old friend Dennis Schroeder coming back to L.A. We've got the Raptors putting on an incredible offensive performance. The Lakers answering that performance. Anthony Davis's incredible night and tons more to dive into so welcome in everybody joining over on youtube those of you on x on facebook welcome in everybody lots of stuff to get to on tonight's show uh let's start here holly said moment of silence for all the ad haters i mean let's 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 not mess around with this let's not even worry about this one
2: superstar of the night
1: Easy decision here. Anthony Davis, 41 points, 41 11 rebounds, six assists, one block, 13 of 17 shooting, two for two from deep, two threes from Anthony Davis, 13 of 14 at the free throw line, including all of his free throws in the fourth quarter. Remember that thing from a few seasons ago where Anthony Davis was not clutch at the free throw line in the fourth quarter? Yeah, that sure didn't show up tonight. Anthony Davis was hitting everything the Lakers needed him to. What a performance. Now, going into this game, I did that preview with uh, Luca Rosano from Raptors Nation. They do a great job. And we were talking about there's no Yaka Pernal for the Raptors. Anthony Davis has to take advantage. If the Lakers are going to win this game, they need a big outing from Anthony Davis. Yaka Purtle out, rolled his ankle. Raptors don't really have another center to go to. AD has got to feast. Even having said that I wasn't anticipating this. I wasn't anticipating this kind of dominance from Anthony Davis. And to be honest, it kind of came into ebbs and flows, right? First quarter, Anthony Davis had 16 points. He was tremendous. Second quarter, third quarter eh, kind of faded away a little bit. The Raptors really focused their defense on denying the ball from Anthony Davis, making anybody else beat them. And so, That slowed down, that offensive production. But then the fourth quarter, Anthony Davis got going once again and carried the Lakers home to the win. Just an amazing outing from AD. Love seeing that out of him. Uh, Let's move on over here to Koa, who said, NBA 2K numbers, 41-11-6 with 77%, 100%, 93 split. We may be watching the most complete AD offensively in LA right now scores from everywhere and play makes. Anthony Davis again was fantastic in this game. He was everywhere doing everything the Lakers needed him to do, uh, including getting the big important block on Scotty Barnes, who was phenomenal in this game in his own right, getting the big block on Scotty Barnes. And you know what? The other thing, just because it's top of mind here, we need to talk a little bit about Anthony Davis. That last play at the end, it was a, uh, a kick out, that went to Scotty Barnes for three to tie the game at the moment. At that moment, R.J. Barrett set a moving screen on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, he sold the hell out of it. He hit the ground, and he got the call. And people will give Anthony Davis grief for flopping. Did he flop? R.J. Barrett's contact was not enough to knock him down. However, here's the problem. If Anthony Davis does not do that, if he doesn't go to the ground there, he does not get that call. The Raptors get away with a moving. It was a blatant moving screen. If Anthony Davis does not go to the ground, the Raptors get away with that and they tie the game from three on that play. So given that context, it was a very smart play from Anthony Davis. The Raptors were trying to get away with a moving screen. Anthony Davis made sure the officials saw it and got the call that the Lakers needed on that play and stopped the Raptors from hitting a three. Great to see uh, overall performance from Anthony Davis. And you know what? I'm not going to say this is the most complete AD offensively because I think that 2020 Anthony Davis was another level, especially with his shot making. But this is really close. This is is really great stuff from AD. The mid-range shot has come back. The three-point shot, I'm not going to count on it every single night, but he knocked him in both times this game. He really stepped it up in this one, and this is a Lakers team that's been reeling. They've been struggling since the in season tournament, and they now have won two in a row. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. I have a feeling nobody's going to be talking about firing Darvin Ham after this game. Tully said, good game, Cam, but is it just me, or does it seem like he rubs baby oil on his hands and the soles of his shoes Before he tries a dive, a drive to the hoop. Oh boy. It is an adventure. It is an adventure. So Cam Reddish in this game, randomly four for six from three like this. If you're a Raptors fan, you're so frustrated with that right now because Cam Reddish is like a 30% shooter from three on the season. Of course, he goes four for six against your team. That's like Marcus Smart going insane against the Lakers from behind the arc. Cam Reddish. Got it going. The Raptors made him their designated shooter, as they should. Same thing with Jared Vanderbilt, and Cam made them pay for it. He knocked him down. Four for seven from the field for Cam. Four for six from three. The Raptors decided to leave him, and again, that is the correct decision to make, but Cam made them pay for their choices. Now, 13 points for Cam Reddish, played 23 minutes. Um, as far as the baby oil on the hands thing, This is now a number of times we see Cam drive into the basket and he can't hang on to the basketball. Had a bad turnover in tonight's game. It's on one hand, you want to say, great game, Cam. You hit your threes, did some solid things defensively. But we also get these flashes where you see why at the trade deadline, which is coming up less than a month now, February 8th, why the Lakers need to go out there. And they need to find some more two-way players. They need more guys who can play both sides of the ball. Because, well, look, if you can count on Cam to hit threes every game, no problems. Play him and just limit his driving opportunities. Limit the times he's got to dribble the basketball. Fine, right? You can live with that. But we know that's probably not always going to be the case. So you've got to find guys who can play both sides of the ball. Because right now, you have both Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt, who probably are your two best defensive players, not named Anthony Davis. And neither one of them can do much for you on the offensive end. Um, Again, tonight excluded for Cam Reddish because he was hitting the three. But we see some really sloppy turnovers. We see Jared Vanderbilt missing a lot of opportunities at the rim. You need more two-way players on this team, probably at least one or two more. And that may be something that we see the Lakers try to accomplish at the trade deadline. Again, I I don't want to speak too poorly about Cam, especially because he, he was hitting the threes. And then what happened at the end there? Boy, I sure hope, He's okay. He caught the elbow to the to the jaw from Emmanuel quickly. He hit the ground, had a fat lip afterwards. And I'll tell you what worries me, everybody. Cam Reddish, it, I don't know if he was out at all, if he actually went out, if he was knocked out, but stood up, shaking his head, blinking his eyes a lot, and kept grabbing his head. I, I think he's going to get evaluated. He has to get evaluated for a concussion. Had to come out of the game. Max Christie, who we also need to talk about, stepped in. But would not shock me if either late tonight after this game or tomorrow we find out that Cam Reddish is in concussion protocol. Um, again, you never know with head injuries for sure what it's going to be. But that's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye out for. So fingers crossed. Hopefully Cam Reddish is okay. Because I think they're certainly going to use going to need his defense uh, in this next game coming up on Thursday against the Phoenix Suns. Let get to mama Mentality here. Oh, you know what? We've got a new channel member, Canadian Laker fan. By the way, I'll just make this announcement here. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to put it out in the, uh, in the comments section as well on the YouTube channel. Um, tomorrow on the YouTube channel, for channel members, we're going to do a special members-only live stream. So whether you're an all-star level or a starter level, you're going to be able to join our live stream. That's going to be tomorrow, 2 o'clock Pacific time. We're going to do a live stream, and you guys will have the opportunity to actually come on the show, to come on stage, join the show, do all that stuff, and that's for our channel members. can come join the show that way. If you don't know what our membership's all about, you can click that Join button. You can see the perks that we offer to our channel members. But welcome in, Canadian Laker fan, as a channel member. Uh, Mamba Mentality said, Lost words, actually out of breath and voice from all that yelling I was doing to the TV. What a win. What a game. LFG Lakers. Let's get out of this funk. I put in my headphones here so I can hear the guy that we got coming in. Now it's Sean Davis, but let me pull mama mentality. cup. you can see Sean has replaced his name with the words. We back Sean. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing really well, Trev. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about this game. Let's go. Big
1: so win. mama mentality just said, uh, He's out of breath, out of voice from all the yelling. You heard me. I was fired up at the end of this game. We were calling it together over on playback. You were too. That these this is what it like. Playback, it's here, it's simulcast here on YouTube. This was the kind of game that's perfect for that, for watching the game together, for hanging out together and watching it because it's so exciting. It's back and forth, and we all got to live and die with every shot together. If you guys haven't done it yet, if you haven't joined us during the game, you can do it right here on the YouTube channel. We do our play-by-play right here on YouTube. You can also find us over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers and You can actually watch the game there as well. Um, if you haven't done it yet, it's a ton of fun. Because, Sean, I had a blast calling that game with you.
2: Yeah, it's always a ton of fun, especially when the Lakers win. And, yeah, I mean, playback is just a fun time in general. We, we really do have a fun time over there. So, yeah, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Be there with us when the, the Lakers play the Suns Thursday night.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, I was... So we were just talking about Cam Reddish. And I need to keep an eye out for anything that comes out after this game about anything that has to do with concussion protocol or anything like that. Um, Where, where do you stand with Cam's performance in this game? Because we had some people on our live play-by-play who were suggesting that this star in your role should go to Cam in this one. And, chat, let me know who should get the star in your role from this game. But, Sean, what do you think? Who should get the star in your role? And, and is Cam a, a legit candidate here?
2: Cam is for sure a legit candidate and definitely going to give him his flowers. If Cam is hitting the three ball to any consistency, that not only changes like the course of his career – I mean, post Lakers, yeah. But that change is what this team can do. Um, but I think there's a bunch of different guys. But I think Torian get needs to get some love. Cam, obviously Austin, simply because of that, that late stretch. He hits a big three. Mm-hmm. That thing gave him the lead and he, he gets a uh, foul, draws fouls. I mean, did the Austin thing there. Had that um, had a really
1: great kick out too late in the game for a three. I, I Did he, was that two Cam. I don't remember. It was a kickout. It too. was to
2: Cam. It was okay. to Cam. Um, Max had good minutes. D'Lo, Christian Wood, Vando, Eva. I, I, again, I think this is a night where you could say a good thing about everybody. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Russell, though. Um, I, I mean, we say this on playback, and maybe it's something that we don't appreciate a ton all the time. But D'Lo is legitimately the only other dude on the roster that can consistently find a way to get Anthony Davis the ball, whether it's in a ball screen, whether it's an entry pass, he has the tough shot making ability uh, for, for himself that Mm -hmm. just don't have with everybody else. Like Austin can do it, but like outside Austin and Braun really didn't care about scoring for the first quarter. So if it's not Austin who really struggled for three quarters and Braun wasn't the, always the most aggressive at searching for his own shot, you're not going to get that shot making from anybody D'Lo had a big third quarter in that regard um, that really kind of helped stretch out the offense. And I mean, D'Lo, five assists, Austin, seven assists, Braun, 12, 80s, uh, six assists, helped contribute to a night where we have 34 assists and uh, uh, 34 assists on 44 made shots. Really, really uh great night for the Lakers. You know what?
1: I, I'm, I've am i got a different pick. And what's great is there's a bunch of different guys that you, that you could pick. Uh, But I do need to say about D'Angelo Russell, I also need to give him credit, too. Maybe it made him a little overaggressive at one point, but him getting into it with R.J. Barrett, getting into it with Dennis Schroeder, he was was not in the mood for any kind of shenanigans from the Raptors tonight. And I thought that D'Lo getting fired up kind of got the rest of the team going, too which was which was good to see. So I want to give D'Angelo Russell credit for that. Um, I'm going to go, though. I'm going to go with a guy that I'm at the point where I keep kind of just expecting him to finish games. And it's not really happening. It's Christian Wood, who I thought had a really nice performance here. 14 points, uh, two for four from deep. So the three-point shooting continues to be a thing. This is now, I think it's seven games now, where he's going to be, off top of my head, he's going to be right around like 52% or so from three in the last seven games. Five for 10 shooting four boards, he had a block, he had a steal. Now, he did commit five fouls. You can question some of them, but I thought Christian Wood, this was another really good performance out of him. Now, again, the Raptors did not have Jakob or anybody really to put in the middle, so perhaps that's a factor, but I, I thought Christian Wood had another solid performance and, uh, and deserves credit here. So I'm going to go with him. You went with D'Angelo Russell. Sean, before we leave the star in your role, though, and there's a few guys we could talk about here but how about Max Christie Darvin Ham I was shocked when it happened. I was shocked when it happened Cam Reddish goes out of the game due to injury and you and I both said the choice should be Max Christie in this scenario and he did it. I thought that I thought he wasn't going to have the faith in Max to go and play those minutes and he did it and then Max had a number of great defensive possessions in this game. Where he just had a, a, you know, didn't end it a steal or a block or anything, but stayed in front of his man, forced a kick out, things like that, and then came up with a big offensive rebound late off the Anthony Davis miss. Max Christie, I thought, played a fantastic game.
2: Max is just, I mean, a smart basketball player. I think that's really how you describe Max. And you just need a bunch of dudes that are willing to be unselfish, make smart plays. On, on your team, like he had a couple of, of good rotations. He has that defensive possession where him and Bando kind of go back and forth. Um, good screen navigator. Hit it, hit a three earlier on in the game. But I mean, like like you alluded to towards the end there, Trevor had one of the biggest plays of the game. Yeah, after, I think I don't, I don't even remember who takes the shot, but he gets an offensive rebound because they're not guarding him, or they didn't guard him on that uh, particular play. Gets the offensive rebound. And, I mean, ultimately gets fouled, which is, by the way, I mean, if we're going to complain about foul calls, you know, on that play in particular, maybe you don't have to worry about the refs calling a foul if you get the freaking rebound and do your job. Um, I can't wait for the master lock of the night. But anywho, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Max is a a dude that, that should play. And I think Max is a legitimately good rebounder in general. He's a guy that can play two sides of the ball now. You have to use him in his current role or like, like there is a, a set role for him on both ends of the floor. I think if you go outside of either of those roles, then I think you can get to some some problems for Max. Like if you put him in an on-ball role offensively, I think that's troublesome for him, right? I don't think he's going to do a good job in that role. I mean, he hasn't in, in general this season. I think if you put him on wings or just bigger, even like bigger guards, like I'm not putting him on an SGA or Luca, for example, right? or a wing. I think he even struggled a little bit with RJ tonight at some points and, and Scotty, obviously, but you put him on a smaller guard, use him as a POA. We've, we've seen him even guard like elite guards. Like he guarded Trey really well last year. Um, he's had good moments to get some of the really good guards this season. Even he had good minutes against quickly. I thought he was your best option on quickly tonight. And even Gary Trent a little bit Our Dennis. So um, yeah, Max is a, is a, Is a big time player for you, Uh,
1: Sean. I don't know if you're seeing this that's going on, but the narco uh,
2: thing. Yeah, that's why I said I can't wait to get to the master lock because he's my master lock. Spoiler alert:
1: he he is going off. He's so upset. He said, "This is a quote."
2: Is it too early?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Let's, that's let's just, bogus, by the way. Let's just let let's just do it. Let's just do it, because we need to get into this about about Darko, and we've got a lot to get through on this show. This will be this will be a record, Sean. This is the earliest Master Lock I think we've ever done, uh,
2: but here it is. Master Lock of the night,
1: Darko, and I and I think this is, we just kind of have to go with him. He said this is completely BS. This is a shame, shame for the referees, shame for the league. If that's the case. Just let us know so we don't show up for the game. He feels like the Raptors got cheated here in this game, and he's upset because Hmm. the Lakers took 23 free throws in the fourth. The Raptors shot two. How many of those free throws were on on intentional fouls? Like the Raptors were fouling because they were down. I mean, Anthony Davis shot a bunch of free throws. Austin Reeves shot free throws. Max Christie shot free throws where they got fouled really late in the game. There were what? Probably 10? They're down that stretch in the final minute. But he is on one. I, I, I'm i looking for the text of it because I don't want to just play. Um, I, I don't want to just play the audio here. Uh, they had to win tonight. If that's the case, let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them the win. That was not fair tonight. So he's saying mm-hmm. that the Lakers had to win this game and the NBA made sure the Lakers won this game and the mm-hmm. NBA should have told the Raptors that that's what they were going to do and just not showed up.
2: Huh. So the NBA told the Raptors, hey, we're going to foul 10 times because intentionally, right? Like this is something that you're in control of. You intentionally foul 10 times and rightfully so you're trying to prolong the game. So what you said, 25 free throws in the last uh, 20,
1: 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. But I'd have to go back and look oh, in the it. last minute. How many times did they get fouled? 10. So it, it was, it was 10. Take, okay.
2: took 10 free throws in the last minute. That's almost half off the bat. Cam gets flagrant fouled. That's two more. We're at 12 now, right? Ad gets a whole like uh grip in his rib cage. That's a foul. That's you, two more. We are at, you don't have a center now. to
1: defend AD. What do you think is going to happen?
2: We're at 14 now. A Ma- uh, shot goes up. Max Christie, Offensive rebounds, which, by the way, that foul doesn't get called, like I said earlier. If you do your freaking job and box him out, oh, wait, he gets the offensive rebound, put back foul. That's 16 free throws, okay? 80 gets fouled another time, right he gets pushed, and one. That's 17 free throws. The only foul in the fourth quarter that objectively I went, ooh, that's probably not a foul, is the Austin Reeves one. That's the one where I was like, yeah, eh, I don't think that's a foul. I'm not going to complain, though, because I'm a Laker fan, obviously. So... We're at, I, I I don't off the top of my head recall. I mean, even if you take those two awesome free throws away, we're at 21. I don't recall the other four free throw times. I'm going to clip out every single one, but that's still 17 free throws in the fourth quarter that are very controllable. And I tweeted this out like, that's just a corny response. I understand sticky up for your team, but there's levels to it, right? Like accusing the NBA for cheating is one, a severely finable offense. And two is flat out corny. And we we criticize Darvin all the time for not being able to take accountability. Take some accountability and say, you know what? Hmm, we just couldn't guard Anthony Davis tonight. He scored 41 points. Let me be better as a coach. Or like, hmm, we didn't defend the three-point line well enough tonight. The Lakers shot like 40% from three. Or, hmm, we couldn't guard an empty side pick and roll with Bron A.D. tonight. Gosh darn it, man. I'll be better. Or just look at the freaking stats. They have video coordinators and uh, statisticians or whatever to – chart this stuff like come on man that's corny and cringe oh my god go ahead i'm sorry
1: no you're uh i, I love it sean i love it <laughs> just just keep rolling that that was an epic sean rant right there um we're stacking
2: I, these up it's like three in the past week. right
1: right that's all right you're catching fire man Um, uh, at this point I, I i'm assuming that part of this is he felt like there were moments where the raptors got fouled that didn't get calls cuz there weren't cuz you're right there was one call maybe where i felt like okay the lakers got the benefit of a of maybe a questionable whistle and that's on that austin foul other than that everything was obvious or the raptors were literally trying to foul but where else were the raptors fouled i would have to go back and watch the entire fourth quarter and really go through it but the raptors were taking lots of threes they were hitting a lot of threes the Lakers contest. I, I don't know. I, I I guess I would have to look at it from a Raptors perspective. Oh, somebody in our chat, Nino, says the Raptors uh, announcers
0: thought the refs gave the game to the Lakers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
2: That's like, I'm refraining from much harsher language, but that is like the corniest thing you can do as, and oh, by the way, the Lakers are a top 10 team at uh, getting to the free throw line, so it's a free throw rate, and they're literally the second best team in basketball defending without Allen. And the Raptors, like Trevor said, did not have Jakob Hurdle, so what did you think was going to happen with AD tonight? Be completely honest. Like... You, you, you know, you know, where you like, you don't have to have any accountability yet, Trevor. You know, like, you know, a place where you don't have to have any accountability whatsoever McDonald's. You can flip some burgers <laughs> be there, be mad all you want, be mad at a wall. Any there, of them there,
1: and that's no offense meant to anybody who flips burgers, but but man, sure, that that was your that was your quote that was going around. I thought people uh, people made memes out of
2: that, <laughs> they did.
1: That was going everywhere. Um, Oh, the Raptors. Okay. So this is our our chat that had to listen to the Raptors broadcast is chiming in here and giving us some, uh, some of what was going on from the Raptors announce crew. The Raptors announcers said that's a foul. If it was LeBron James, (laughs) LeBron is the like, that just says you're not watching LeBron James, which I don't expect the Raptors announcers to watch a ton of LeBron James, but LeBron does not get the respect of the official. We've talked about this for years. That he's a guy who gets fouled way more than he actually gets fouls called for. Um, so that's pretty funny. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's whew, that that is that's fascinating. I'm gonna have to go back and really look at this and see do the Raptors have a legitimate gripe? Because they're co- man, Darko is going off. Like he is not happy, he's yelling and thinks that uh, the NBA cheated them out of a game here. Wow.
2: Wow. That's some crazy stuff, tough, man. That's um, some sucking stuff. Oh, my God.
1: And and I'm going to agree with that. I mean, look, the, the master lock of the night, it's got to go to him for, for complaining about all this. Um, Again, I, maybe if I was watching it from a Raptors perspective with with purple and red glasses on instead of purple and gold, I'm sure there'd probably be a couple things that I'd see differently because that's the way bias goes. But man, I, I looked at that game as a crazy back and forth game between two teams that were that both had their offense going. Um, I, I don't think that was a game that was handed to Toronto at all.
2: Even, even if you look at the game so the Lakers like really, really just said like got the you know a poor whistle. I can never imagine either one of us coming on this uh, program, program and saying uh, the Lakers were cheated tonight, like the NBA cheated the Lakers, like that. Like that is even that. That's just such a like inexcusable thing to say. I could never imagine saying that, like as a reporter. Because there's some Raptor reporters saying that. To like I, that. Just, that just doesn't like sound right to me. Am I crazy for thinking that that's like an insane thing to say?
1: Yeah, no, you know, that, that is, that's an insane thing to say. So, and here's, this is part of the problem, Sean. You've got like, like I I go over to X right now and you know, like Legion hoops is one of the, the Twitter aggregation accounts um, and, and nothing against them. They do, they do a fine job, but tweets out, this is crazy on the graphic showing free throws for the quarter. Lakers were 16 of 20 at that time with 8.4 seconds left and the Raptors were one for two. And that gets all these people fired up, and oh, NBA cheating for the Lakers again. without mentioning that, yeah, there were eight attentional intentional fouls at that point as as three uh, CB performance mentioned, two fouls on a two free throws on a flagrant foul, an elbow to the face, and two on Christie's offensive rebound. Like I get when you're an aggregation account and everything like you're not watching all the games. But when you get people fired up like that and acting like there's something wrong, and you didn't actually watch the game yourself and you obviously don't know what's actually going on. Like, come on, that that's just going to create even more of, of a problem. If you watch this game, you know exactly why the Lakers shot as many free throws as they did. And it's a lot of it is it was intentional fouls at the end where the Raptors were trying to catch up.
2: Uh, take Crazy. this how you will. DLO is not talking to the media again.
1: That was the next thing I wanted to get into. So D'Angelo Russell, once again, declining to speak to the media. This is two games in a row. Now, is that a D'Angelo Russell is upset about something or is that D'Angelo Russell doesn't want to hear questions about the issue with R.J. Barrett, the issue with Dennis Schroeder that happened in today's game? I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people are are jumping to that means D'Angelo Russell's getting traded or or something like that. I I mean, like there was a a report that was going out today. You know, Dave McMenamin mentioned it in his piece that, hey, if the Lakers trade for Zach Levine, it's likely to include D'Angelo Russell. Um, and people ran with that. Like, yeah. It's likely to include... Because that's how math works. And that's not against Dave. Dave Dave was just reporting the story and saying an accurate statement. It's true. But that's not necessarily the Lakers are, are, are trying to get rid of D'Lo or something. Just math-wise, you have to have his salary in there to try to make something work. I think... And I talked about this last night. I actually had a lot of fun last night, Sean. I got to do uh radio in Australia, uh, oh, okay. which was which which was a blast. Um you know, basketball the Lakers, very, very big in Australia. By the way, they're they hoping uh they were asking whether or not Josh Giddy might get traded to to the Lakers. Said I don't see any way that happens, but <laughs> but um but um They looking at D'Angelo Russell, they said, who's the most likely Laker to get traded? I said, it's D'Lo and it's just his contract. It's the money. That's just, that's a fact. He's go. he is the most likely guy to get traded for the Lakers. And that's just the reality of it. He was the most likely guy to get traded. The second he signed that contract over the summer with the player option coming after this first year and the money that it's at if this is somehow trade related, this should not be a shock to D'Angelo Russell at all.
2: I I, I hope one, I mean, like there is definitely like a, a mental thing with like the, these, trade rumors. And I mean, the player, the players see it right. Saying the same way Darwin sees all the, the, the firing stuff or whatever, or whatever, right? Like they see it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I hope Delo is like, all right. And whatever. Um, But, I, I mean, I will say this is kind of hard not to at least consider second game in the row in a row. It's kind of hard to like make it for it to not seem like you're it's related to the trade rumors. You're upset about that. But at the same time, it could just be like, hey, like, I just don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the trade rumor stuff. I just want to focus on basketball. I'm going to mm-hmm. hope that's what it is. He is supposed to stay focused on basketball. And he knows that's probably what's going to be the first question like, hey, Dilo, 12 points and five assists or whatever it was tonight. Great game. Uh, How hard is it for you to to play well under circumstances where your name is constantly involved in trade rumors? That's guaranteed, verbatim, word for word, bar for bar. Well, one of the questions would be for D'Angelo Russell. And I'm not going to lie. I'm good on answering 10 of those questions after every single game. I'm cool Mm -hmm. with that. Or like a, a different variation of said question. So I get it. but. I mean, as long as he's playing good basketball for the Lakers, that's all that matters.
1: That That is indeed what, what really matters, but it's something worth keeping an eye on. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen now. If next game he talks to reporters, it's going to be, why didn't you want to talk?
2: I don't think he's going to, though. Do
1: you think he's going to stay he's... quiet all the way through the trade
2: deadline? I think he's going to stay quiet.
1: He might. He might.
2: I mean, that's all the right. best way to save face right now, probably, right? Is to just not do it at all
1: maybe i mean contractually he's supposed to, he, speak like, to, really to speak to speak the media that. when when requested but but well, it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts and what the reason is behind this is this because he's playing fine now obviously he's he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in today's game but um what what is causing this i guess that's the question because he's he's usually a pretty good interview he gives some really insightful answers but um this will be, be something to keep an eye on here as they we head towards Thursday's game against the Suns. All right, we're going to get back to our Super Chat questions in just a moment. But first, we need to build some contests here for our sponsor, which is Sleeper. Now, before we get into actually making some picks here, um, I, I do want to mention, if you live in California, Sleeper is is available there. It's a daily fantasy app. Super super easy to use, super fun to play. So, California viewers, guys, make sure you check out Sleeper. Sleeper available in a bunch of other states too. So, go check it out. Go download that Sleeper app. A lot of fun. Sean, we're gonna make some picks real quick here on Sleeper. Show everybody just how easy it is, and the chat can chime in as well. Uh, let's let's start. Here's an here's an easy one. This one's on sale. You've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. More. Or less than 0.5 points. If Giannis Antetokounmpo scores one point, that one that one is a win. I think we're going to go more though. There, that's pretty safe. I
2: don't know. Who are they playing?
1: Uh, they're playing Boston. I don't know, I'm, man. I'm I still th- going more.
2: I need to go watch, like, look some of the matchup data for Chris Dobson. oh, dang, he picked it anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picking it. I'm picking it. I'm doing it. By the way, guys, you can, you can up to 100x your entry depending on how many entries you do, um, and, and what picks you make here. Uh, let's go to oh, we got to go back to Shea Gilders Alexander. Uh, Sean, this one, w- w- we got the green light on this one. This one hit last time. Shea Gilders Alexander 1.5 threes going up against Miami. Are we going more or less?
2: Screw it. Let's keep
1: going. Let's keep rolling with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh we'll do a couple more here. We'll do let's go with future Laker Jason Tatum. 25 and a half points. More or less. Uh more. Okay. Going up against against Minnesota.
2: Oh wait, that matchup matters. (laughs) Uh do we have that much faith? and Jaden and Ant I think so. You're going to go with it? Uh, your call. Your call.
1: I'm going to I'm actually going to go less. I'm going to go okay. less. I'm going to maybe it's just it's just in my blood to go against Boston. Uh, that's the way that it goes. Uh one of my other favorite players, we're going to do two more here. Tyrese Maxey. Uh let's go with Tyrese Maxey. I like going the PRA route with him. Points, rebounds and assists combine uh 43 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Maxi going up against Atlanta.
2: Oh, going up against Atlanta. I, I, I kind of like more.
1: I'm taking the more Embiid has been dealing with the knee thing. I'm taking yeah. I'm going more there. I think I think Maxie is going to be leaned upon heavily. And let's go, let's go with our LA guy again. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> um first that's an interesting one. First quarter what? rebounds. All he has to do is get one rebound in the first quarter.
2: Oh. I'm taking that.
1: I'm taking, I'm taking that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take more. All right. So that entry for that contest would be a 16.3 X entry if you were to, to do that one. So, guys, check that out over on the sleeper app. If you want to play along, uh, you certainly can make those picks with us. All you got to do is download that app. And, uh, and you can make those selections it is very very easy super fun to play so definitely again recommend that you guys check that out um again guys use that promo code Lakers Nation and you can get a deposit match as well of up to 500 dollars super super simple easy to play again Lakers Nation is the promo code download the sleeper app get that deposit match of up to 500 dollars. All right, Sean, let's get back to some of our chat questions and comments here. We've got a lot still to get into on tonight's show. And let's jump right back in here with Koa said Cam's job, catch, shoot, defense. Don't dribble
2: Cam and Max
1: (laughs) Cam and Max. Yeah, Max Christie. But I feel like Cam is a bit more of an adventure even than Max Christie at this point. And I feel bad because Cam got elbowed in the face, and I want him to be okay. And I don't mean to speak negatively about the guy after he just went nuts from three in this game. But
2: it's an adventure when he's out to a, the basket. Not a fun one either. It's, it's no. a very bumpy ride. Uh, keep it going.
1: Wide open throttle. He said, okay. A few little issues to iron out, but it's starting to come back together. I like we it. Back. Sean is. How is there a difference from what you see? You analyze the X's and O's uh, in a different way than than I do. To a higher degree than what I do, certainly. You take it from that coaching perspective. Do you see the Lakers playing differently right now compared to the way the schemes they're running compared to say three weeks ago when they were really in the in the midst of that terrible slump?
2: Yeah, I think that the the biggest thing is that they are just really diving into freaking finally but better late than ever i suppose they're really diving into these players like real strengths and playing more into their strengths which is something that we would have liked to have seen a little bit earlier on into the season the th- this sounds like such a uh, such a small thing but it really is make just makes a big deal and this is the biggest reason why i say we're back it's because one two big reasons and it and it really makes a big difference because now we start talking about like the playability of of these two dudes and Jerry Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish that makes such a big difference in your defensive point of attack ability. The Lakers are finally figuring out like, Hey, Oh my God, wait, let's use these guys as screeners. Let's use these guys as, as cutters, short role playmakers, especially Bando. It, you didn't really see it tonight, but in recent games, specifically the last one against the Clippers, Bando had some, had some upside in, as a short role playmaker mm-hmm. and then the play calling like, the I haven't seen looked at the numbers yet, but they've been just super organized these past three games. And I know you didn't get the win against Memphis, but these past three games has just been super organized. And it's no coincidence to me, even when they miss shots, is no coincidence to me that the Lakers' offense has just looked good. Even against the Clippers, where they only scored 106 points. We said on the post-post game show. They scored 106 points. They turned the ball over. They missed some free throws. Don't get discouraged. And they got some good shot making, sure, tonight, from especially guys like Cam Reddish. But they are actively figuring some things out. And that's one of the things I said on the, uh, the playback stream with you, Trevor, was that we really need a Lakers win not only to keep pace in the West, but to also give this team and the coaching staff positive reinforcement for – the work that they're doing like hey look yes. we're figuring some things out okay cool now let's see it actually work they're seeing it actually work the defense will come back around really insane shooting night from toronto as well but um I- i'm excited i'm excited about the direction of the team based off these last three games now just do it consistently especially with the play calling stuff
1: so so important that you get as you said that positive reinforcement that when you are doing something um, and you're putting in the extra effort that you see the reward for that. And like you said, the Lakers so far are, are indeed getting that. Hopefully that's something that continues. Again, big match, matchup coming up on Thursday against the Suns. Uh, Isle Farkash said, Master Lock, random uninvited guest on playback, LOL. I wish I... I don't even know what language that was. That was bizarre. <laughs> <Man>.
2: <laughs> this is my third year with Lakers Nation. That is the wildest that. thing that's ever happened.
1: That's great. I, I'll... T- well, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you some other stories another time, Sean. Um, yeah, you were at, you've were you been at Summer League with us. That's definitely not the wildest thing that's ever happened. But in terms
2: of on a show, yes. Has it? Is it not? I don't know. You'd have to remind me. Off camera, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do i need to, i i'm trying to to figure out if, if this is something that i can i can even say on our on our show here do i need to remind you of you texting me uh, from vegas asking oh, me to come make okay. sure you never were mind. able to get into your room never mind
2: all right <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were you, you were having a tough night <laughs> aquaman so it looked like cam watched some J.R. smith film don't dribble just shoot. Alex Caruso and Drummond equals champs. What would you be willing to give up for that combo? To get Andre Drummond into your big man mix so it's Christian Wood, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond and to add Alex Caruso to the mix, what are you giving up?
2: I don't know. And like that's legitimately like, like I have a pretty good idea of like what package I would give up for a lot of the the rumored players that are out there right now. But for AC, I don't know. A lot of it is really because like Chicago is really overvaluing AC right now based off all the reports that we're hearing. Um, And some of these other dudes, that the Lakers have been linked to their value is kind of low. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think Brooklyn has a ton of interest in DFS and Royce O'Neal as of right now. Um, Zach Levine's stock is probably at its lowest has been a long time. Uh, I I mean, Demar even like so a lot of those guys are a little bit maybe easier to figure out and just money wise, it's a lot more straight to the point, right? But like I don't know, like I think you probably have to give up a first, but I think Chicago honestly wants more than one first for AC and Drummond. I think, and do. that's where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. AC love you, but I'll pass.
1: The Lakers don't even have more than they have. They literally have one first. Now the report came out from Brian Windhorst today saying that the lakers um they they would like to try to preserve long depth along uh, alongside lebron james and anthony davis long limb defensive players that are very switchy playing alongside lebron and ad and they don't want to give up that depth plus they 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 only have the one first round pick that they like to hang on to um somebody mentioned that to me on on x and i i said look if that's the word coming out of the lakers That should 100% the Lakers could be full steam ahead. Please let's find a trade right now. And that should be the message going out publicly should be. We don't want to give up our depth. We're happy with this build. We want to make sure that we've got length around LeBron and AD, all of that kind of stuff. That's what every team's putting out right now is no, we're good. We don't necessarily need to make a trade. If you put out there, we really want to get a deal done. Guess what the offers are gonna be? They're gonna be really sharky, just fleece deals sent to you because teams are gonna think you're desperate. So you gotta put out there that you don't need to necessarily make a trade. Um, that said, when I look at this, Alex Caruso and Drummond, I think, yeah, it's definitely gonna cost you a first. And if it's Gabe Vincent, if it's Gabe Vincent, then at least you could you could argue you're clearing long-term money. But if you're the Lakers, how tempted are you to wait and see what Gabe Vincent can actually bring you? Like essentially, we haven't seen Gabe Vincent yet. You yeah. can say he's played five games, but it's five games that he's been dealing with an injury. We basically haven't seen, haven't seen the guy play. So do you really want to move him right now? And then I'll tell you this, Sean. I, I don't want to move Max Christie. I legit think this guy could be I, I think he could be the Lakers starter at the two for the next five years at least. That could be, and I'm not saying it's this
2: year. This is bringing tears, but, but I'm eyes.
1: saying that's that's in his future. That could very well be in his future. His skill set is perfect for it. He could be the starter at the two long term for this Lakers team. Um, again, not saying this year, but in the near future. So who else? Are you, I mean, people will go to JHS, but he's down in the G League right now, trying to get reps. Thanks for the, the you know the Skylar Mays edition. So what are you really trading if you're the Lakers?
2: You would have to be like really just sold on AC, and I get it. I, I get being sold, but I, I, like you said, I think they would really they want to get a look at Gabe, a real look at Gabe. Yeah, for Christ's sake, you gave him his. I mean, you gave him the the mid level exception. For crying out loud, like you like that's a that's a pretty big investment in my opinion. Um, I I'm not trading Delo for, for for Alex Caruso, and Drummond personally um yeah and and that's another reason why too. i just really don't know because i I don't love any real package unless you went like gabe jackson hayes who i don't think they want and i don't know if a lot of people really really want um so yeah it's it's just tough when we start talking about alex career so specific deals right now and i go yeah
1: i mean i think Honestly, if it's me, I'd be open to the Delo Caruso thing. You would be. But but part of that is D'Lo's got the player option this summer. And if he walks, depending on what the Lakers financials look like, that may not do much more than free up like the taxpayer bid level for them to use. Yeah. So if that's the case and you can get Caruso in locked in for at least two seasons here and he's one of the he's one of the best defensive guards in the game. I'd consider it. I, I and I like Delo but I, I think I'd have to consider. it. But I, I get it, right? Like Delo you would miss Delo's passing, his playmaking, his shooting ability, all, all of that sort of stuff. But I think I'd have to consider it. Hot um, take.
2: Then I think if you did that, you got if you got Caruso. If this particular player gets healthy, I'm talking about Gabe. If Gabe gets healthy, then I think you probably start Gabe, for the reasoning of like okay. the playmaking to replace Delo. Caruso will probably play more minutes, but I think you probably just start Gabe in that scenario. And that's probably a hot take, but I think that's the way you would go.
1: Is there any way we can get Javon Carter back in a deal?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I really <laughs> want Javon Carter in the he, summer.
1: He's, he is my guy, man. Like I, and I, Alex Caruso is, is great. And, and, but Javon Carter would cost you a lot less. And he's just that prototypical three and D point guard. Uh, he's not as good as Caruso or anything like that, but, but Javon Carter would be such like if you can't get Caruso, Javon Carter would be such like a, a cheaper option.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that to, to kind of give you. We really need to do that trade deadline video. <laughs>
1: we, yeah, exactly. Stop falling
2: asleep, Sean.
1: I know. I know. Folks, just peek behind the curtain. We've multiple times tried to do this trade di- deadline video and I, I text Sean in the evening saying, hey, let's go do this. Th- go do this. No response. Half hour goes by, hours go by. I, oh, Sean's asleep, sleepy Sean. Um, we will, we'll get it done. Uh, let's get it done tomorrow. We'll get it done tomorrow. Uh, Mark, Sean, I, I saw that look. He's thinking. I had, uh, I had, uh, to make sure. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to okay. be asleep tomorrow. Uh, how about the hundred thousand dollar half court winner during halftime? Uh, that was between the third and the fourth quarter. Uh, might be good luck. When I saw that, I went, you know what? I wonder if there is any kind of actual, like emotional, energy-wise boost that gives a team when you see somebody do something like that. Guy won hundred grand, hitting the half-court shot between the third and the fourth quarter. Um, D'Lo was fired up when he did, like, the your bench celebrates and all that, all that kind of stuff. It's probably nothing, but it's still an exciting moment that just kind of increases the energy level in the building, I think
2: yeah it's it's fun it's it, it, it's just fun to to see good stuff happen in the arena um i mean we we broke down this is another perk of being on playback we broke down the full body mechanic the, the, the well, show. it was, it was forearm. better than
1: as choco thunder notes the guy that got injured shooting it did they ever confirm if he like
2: actually tore his achilles or not
1: i thought he did i thought the fight and i could be wrong but i thought the final determination was that he didn't tear the achilles
2: okay which good. thank goodness yeah, because I remember immediately thinking, like, yep, bro just tore his Achilles.
1: Yeah, that that was bad. Uh, Miles said, I'm glad AD hit both free throws at the end. Uh, you and me both. I mean, Anthony Davis, it was, it was a few years ago when it was, oh, no, AD's at the free throw line in the fourth. Right now, I mean, that final, it was either the final or the next to last inbounds play. LeBron had Max Christie open in the Dennis Schroeder role where Dennis used to break towards the, towards the backward break to the other end of the floor and then just catch the ball and run away. And max was wide open and LeBron said, "Uh," uh-uh. and he waited for Anthony Davis to pop free and then gave the ball to AD, uh, which ended up being the, the right decision. But AD, I wasn't nervous when he, like I was nervous in the sense that it's a big moment, you know, like this, it's important that he makes those free throws. But at no point did I feel like, oh, no, it's Anthony Davis is the one that's shooting them. I felt yeah. pretty confident in AD himself.
2: And that's always just like such a plus, man, where you can feel mm-hmm. really, really confident in your two best players to be able to put the game away. And that's why I, I, I didn't really overlook it uh, on playback where he he didn't go to max. He said, nope, best player or one of the best players. Everyone to look at is it, going to get the ball right here. He's going to put the game away, especially the trust that those two guys have in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the ad like jump shot wise that we heard all training camp that oh yeah it's back and the confidence that he has in the mid range, the confidence he has in the three ball now he still probably passes up on a three or two that I'm now kind of like shoot it like he hesitates even the first three made for sure he like hesitated a little bit and you might have even said it too like shoot it AD like go ahead take a crack at it and that's that just only further enhances the offense that further enhances him as an offensive player and makes his his game a little bit easier because that's another weapon that the Lakers can use if you try to take something away 80 pick and pop right here even um and, and hit a three I mean Ad is just adding more stuff to the to, tool belt here As Snow
1: coming in from X mentions, did you guys talk about the MVP chance? I mean, AD was getting justified MVP chance. uh, I guess, let's say this, Sean. Let's say the Lakers, rather than sitting... what Are they still the 10 seed after tonight's win? Let me see. uh, They're 10, half a game back. Okay, so they're still sitting in the 10 seed. They take on the Suns, though. You beat the Suns on Thursday, you're going to move up to to 9 at least, maybe even higher, depending on what the Rockets do. So let's say the lakers right now are the 2 seed right instead of 19 and 19 um man they've 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 played a decent amount more games like three more games than the thunder have at this point but let's say let's say they're the 2 seed let's say the lakers are 24 and 11 or whatever and they they've won a bunch of games anthony davis is getting mvp buzz i'm not saying he wins it but his name is in the conversation if the lakers are Higher up in the standings right now, aren't they? Wouldn't he be?
2: He would have to be. Like have I brought the stat on, on, on playback since November 29th, Anthony Davis has only had less than 25 points three times. And it was the NC's the tournament game against the Pelicans, the Bulls game, and the game against the uh Pelicans. The most recent one, which was a blowout. But like he's been dominant. Mm-hmm. Le- on both ends of the floor so again i'm going to call them out talking heads bring this up bring the, up the fact that ad averaged 28 and a half in the month of december averaging 27 not even accounting for the stats tonight uh in in, the, in four games in the month of january in this 20 game stretch almost of just dominant top eight eater of world's basketball play but no it doesn't feel it doesn't feel, uh fit the narrative And we're just going to talk about street clothes. Okay, gotcha. Not not real basketball talk there. Apparently, yeah.
1: I believe it was Dave who had the stat McMenamin of how many games Anthony Davis has played going back to last season. He's like it's been a while since, knock on wood, since AD's been been down. Like he's been he's been kind of the quasi Iron Man here for the Lakers so far this season. He's been the guy that's been playing. Um, Hopefully, that continues. Of course. But he's been, been absolutely fantastic. He's been incredible this season. Uh Oh, man. Grindhard said, my CEO worker. Huh? huh? Does that mean co-worker or the CEO? Okay. Well, either way, bet me the Lakers wouldn't win more games, and I'm winning so far. Win more games than it wouldn't win any more games, period. So that's a great bet. Bet the house that they're going to win some games. I would bet that the Pistons are going to win some more account. games. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Did you see – speaking of the Pistons, did you see that FanDuel like put a, a prop out there after the losing streak was at 28 games that the Pistons wouldn't win another game?
1: No. So that was an actual easy. bet. What were the I think,
2: odds? I don't know.
1: I mean, <laughs> you're going to – I mean, we talk about like falling into the end zone for running backs that, you know – May score a touchdown, just kind of tripping and stumbling their way through. Like you'll do that at an you'll win a game. You're not gonna just not win any games. Wow. Wow. That that's just you gotta be insulted if you're the pistons at that point. Um, <laughs> anyway, we can extend Max early. Great win. So Max, uh, Max is gonna be a restricted free agent this summer, and it's gonna be a similar situation to Austin Reeves uh this past summer because he's a second-round pick here. Uh, Austin obviously went undrafted, but Lakers will have bird rights to match anything on him. Um, so uh, you're not necessarily worried about him like getting away, but the I need to do a deep dive on the cap situation because the dollars are going to start getting... It's going to start right. getting pretty tight Yeah, um, for the Lakers this summer. So that's going to be something that's worth watching. Obviously, the big domino is LeBron. Does he pick up his player option or not? If he doesn't, which... Probably is, is not a good thing unless LeBron says, "Hey, I'll play for the minimum or something for the Lakers." Um, if he doesn't pick up that option, obviously you've got you know the money that you need to extend your guys. He still, I don't think, would be a cap space team though. Um, no. If he does, things start to get a little interesting, particularly like if LeBron and D'Lo both pick up their options, then it starts to get really tight, and, and then we'll see what they do there, but. Um, and again, that may lead to some interesting decisions here at the trade deadline as well. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to do a couple more. We've got to get over to Sean's show in just a moment. Lakers nation post post game show. Um, do appreciate all of you joining here over on the YouTube channel. Uh, Naveen said Rando's offensive game makes me cry. Masterlock Scotty Barnes, double block play love from India guys. Welcome in from India. Appreciate you joining us uh the double block that was a great play by Scotty but you know it looked like a goal ten live and then the replay didn't look like I'd have to go back and probably re- rewatch it a third time to say for sure but Vando's about defense he's about hustle plays and things of that nature I I hope at some point he can just be respectable on the offensive end but that just that has not been there so far this season it's not he's him and Cam man it's a uh, like, I'd have to wonder, what's the points per possession in a three-on-one fast break situation with one defender back if the ball winds up in the hands of Cam or Vando?
2: Negative. <laughs> like, they, they lose points That's on the Not play. even possible, but... They, I was know.
1: <laughs> it's an adventure. Reese, so the last two games, the depth has showed up since the tournament, and for Phoenix, next is going to be tough. Haven't played the Suns with a big three yet. This five could work. Uh, The Suns right now have lost their last two. They're five and five in their last 10. Um, They just lost to the Clippers on Monday. They lost to the Grizzlies the game before that, the first night of a back-to-back. They beat Miami. They lost again to the Clippers last Wednesday. They did pick up some wins, but they kind of fattened up on some weaker teams here. They had a run. They had Houston, which Houston's been, you know, fine this season, but they went Houston, Charlotte, Orlando, Portland, all wins. Then lost to the Clippers, beat Miami, lost to Memphis, lost to the Clippers again. Um, yeah, this is a nationally televised game on TNT. The Suns and Lakers have already played a few times this season. Lakers are undefeated against the Suns right now. They're 2-0. and No, 3-0 and against the Suns because they played them a couple times in the tournament. So yeah. this is another matchup. They've already beat the Suns three straight times. It's tough to beat a team four straight times. If the Lakers do it, that would be fantastic, of course. But th- that's not an easy feat to accomplish.
2: Going to try to do no promises. Going to try to do some scouting on Phoenix. Maybe we'll hop in early for playback Thursday night. But keep an eye on Twitter. I'll post some stuff that I find on Phoenix. But I feel really good on this matchup. Um, you, you, I mean, I get it. We haven't faced Beal with them yet. But I just don't think there's enough. Like, There's only one ball. And yeah. I just don't try I, I just still don't trust these other dudes that they have. to like, meaningfully, if that's a word. Uh, contribute to winning basketball for Phoenix. And I just don't trust this defense for Phoenix, uh, especially with use of Nurkic as your big. Like, I think their defense, especially come playoff time and the way the Lakers offense are, are really starting to get things going from a play calling standpoint, I think the Lakers should be able to to just score with with relative comfort come Thursday night.
1: Sean, you know what,
2: shot
1: 62%. Oh, my gosh. And I agree with your assessment there on um, on the Lakers, uh, on the Suns. But you know what's funny is how many Raptors fans are losing their minds right now, and are so upset and are echoing their coach. Blows my mind. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch the game again and try to look at it from a Raptors perspective. But man,
2: pulse check, Luka. Do we need to like make sure he's all right? I
1: get like my goodness to look at that one that's wow
2: like so, okay to watch but, that but, game
1: and say oh the raptors got screwed there when you're com- a lot of the fouls that were added onto the lakers total were because they were fouling on purpose late in the game
2: that's what i'm gonna say man like, like that's we crazy. can be mad at some individual calls like if you want to be mad like as a laker fan i if that happened the uh oh the-
1: <laughs> it's ptsd from all the lebronto stuff
2: like, if the moving screen <laughs> happened to the Lakers, I would probably be mad, but I'd probably be mad because the shot went in. So, like, Scotty Barley, like technically that erased a three-point play for you, right, to tie the game. I would be mad at the Austin play, right? Even though the illegal screen was definitely illegal screen, just talking about, like, how big that play would have been, right? They just ignored it like yeah. they normally do. Um, but... When you start talking about oh, the free throws and like as in in its totality, that's why I'm like, okay, you're unserious because, like we already discussed, 10 of them, and I might have missed a couple, 10 of them for sure came when you started to intentionally foul. Another yeah. two for sure came when the flagrant, and then two more when Emmanuel quickly had a grip on Anthony Davis ribcage Like that's 16 free throws off rip. They are definitely warranted. Not even looking at all of them. It's like, I don't know, man. It's funny. Clipper fans are like weirdly mad about it too.
1: Well, Clipper fans are mad about it because they're Clipper fans. They're going to hate the Lakers. That's what somebody in our chat just mentioned, that Lakers haters are Raptors fans right now. And that's kind of like, that's fueling some of this. But man, that's that's shocking. That's shocking. Um, Okay. Let's do a couple more and then we're going to we're going to call it here. Grindhard said, I met. I never stopped wearing LA wear.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi wild cherry also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi wild cherry and get wild.
1: Me too, man. Me too. Right there with you. Uh, Dante said we should trade for Gary Trent Jr. That's funny because I've seen a lot of Raptors fans who've said, let's, Let's get rid of Gary Trent Jr. Um, he's an excellent three and D player, reminds me of Josh Hart. His defense, I haven't, I'll admit, I haven't looked at his defensive metrics this season, but I remember in seasons past looking at his defensive metrics are not as good as you would think. Uh, he got a reputation at one point for being a good defensive player, but the numbers didn't bear that out uh, over time. Uh, he would look good next to LeBron and, and AD. I mean, he can hit the three, and we saw that tonight. He, he hit a few, but um, I don't know. I feel like this is a guy that a few years ago, Lakers fans were big in big on trying to get. And I I won't say that he's like the solution for especially if it meant less minutes for Max Christie. I think that's the better long-term approach for the Lakers.
2: I never expected to hear in 2024, Trevor say Max Christie long-term star. Like, like this is a dream come true. Welcome (laughs) to the club. Happy to have you here. Um, I'm, I've always
1: been a believer in his skill set, but I think we've seen him put enough together this season to where I can say, yeah, like there's something here if he continues to grow and develop that could earn that kind of a role. And especially, I thought it was very telling that he got the trust from Darvin Ham to close out this game.
2: Yeah, I, I think we all, were, all of us on playback was like, oh man, they're going to go back to d aren't they? No, Not even dissing d but because... Like ill dealer uh the dealer Austin Torian pairing just hasn't been it this year but like like we said earlier they w- we w- went with the right call even if they went Vando, I probably would have minded it a ton but for shooting purposes offensively they they went Max and and rightfully so
1: um all right we'll do this one Anthony Davis all night said Anthony Davis uh them free throws When Rui and Gabe come back, who drops out? Nine-man rotation today. Yeah, Rui was moved to doubtful for today's game. So, I mean, he could very well be back for Thursday. Like, he sounds like he's back any day now. I mean, somebody's going to lose minutes. Where do those minutes go?
2: They're, they're, They're taking Max's minutes. But can you do that? Can, can he can you, you defensively know, do that right now? Not really, but that's because, like, come on, like it's our it's honestly like even worse to take uh Christian one minutes away right now. You've already completely nuked D'Lo's minutes. Who should it be? Torian and Cam. Honestly, that's who it should be in terms of like them playing 30 minutes. Like Torian played 34 minutes tonight, right? I feel a lot more comfortable with Torian playing 20 to 25 minutes. I feel a lot comfortable with Cam playing like 15 to 20 minutes, right? So you should be able to just squeeze Ruby back in and be like, okay, poof, we're all good, right? But most likely things is we're just going to completely nuke Max's minutes, throw Ruby in there. That way Torian still gets to play 35 minutes somehow. Cam gets to play 25 minutes. Ruby gets his 20 minutes and everybody's happy.
1: I, I hope you're right because look, there's stuff when you look at Max tonight. And again, I don't, I don't want this to be, I don't want to overhype Max Christie, right? I don't Keep want going. this to be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to put these like crazy expectations on him or anything like that. And you look at tonight's game. Okay, four rebounds, six points, two assists in 18 minutes. It's like if you're if you're not watching this game, you just go. Nah, he's all right, right? We watched Emmanuel quickly, torching guys, right? He's flying past people, finished with 21 points, five boards, five assists, eight of 14 shooting. He gets Max in ISO. He goes at Max. Max slides with him, slides with him, quickly goes up at the rim, and Max walls him off, goes up with him quickly has to kick back out. I'm pretty sure the Raptors scored on it, but on the play, I'm watching it thinking, who else on the team could have done that? Who else on the team could have made that exact defensive play? Maybe Cam could have with his length, maybe Vando, of course, Anthony Davis. That's the end of the list.
2: That's it. Luke is my guy. But come on, man.
1: What? What happened?
2: I uh, uh is it something over on X? No, YouTube. So you know I like if you're on the YouTube, I got a notification. It's the reason why I like look down. I got a notification uh for Raptors Nation and mm-hmm. I just clicked on it without watching it. It's so, like it'll like uh like subtitle it for you, right? Like mm-hmm. without so you don't have to actually listen to it. I read like the first. 30 seconds of his monologue i'm like luca this isn't the way to go this isn't the way luca you're going remember, what his,
1: remember who his audience is
2: i know i get it i get it, i get it but yes. i mean yeah anyway i'm i apologize
1: <laughs>
2: all right um oh
1: anthony said i want to hear Torian's reason for trying that block Yeah, by the way, the the Raptors, we're looking at the score. This game looks closer than it it really was down the stretch. Dennis Schroeder banks in a three, and then Siakam hits a three at the buzzer, and Torian actually contested it. With, I mean, there were three seconds on the clock. The Lakers are up four, and Torian contested a three-point attempt from Siakam. Like, if he had touched him, you're going overtime. That was that was madness. I thank goodness he didn't touch him because. Holy moly, that my my heart sank for a moment when I saw him jump.
2: We were just screaming, don't foul, just let him shoot. Don't foul, let him shoot. Exactly. And yeah. We'll we'll stay positive. Yeah.
1: Oh, and somebody mentioned Tom said Max challenged that dunk. Yeah, he did. That was the, that yeah. was a mistake. And that's that's He's going to make mistakes. I'm not saying he's a perfect I'm not mistake saying that
2: he's. You got dunked on and it could have been a foul.
1: And it could have been a foul, which is not smart. I'm not. Look, we're praising Max Christie. I'm not saying, oh, lock him into 30 minutes a night and he's your starter and all and all that kind of stuff.
2: I'm saying you can see part. the path.
1: You, you've got him as the starter. I don't have him as a starter yet. I'm saying you, he's on the path to become that. All right. Oh, my goodness. There's somebody in the chat that said, how is it that Lakers fans always seem to get, seem to get the benefit of the bad calls? Hmm. The Lakers had four games last season taken away from them by missed or wrong calls at the buzzer, like specifically out of 82 games four times. And there's an argument for even more than that, where calls were either missed or called incorrectly at the buzzer. Think about how many games you play an entire season, that are at the buzzer that the, that it comes down to the final possession that went as losses on the Lakers record because of an officiating error
2: Dallas Come on. Philly at home Boston Charlotte at home right
1: I don't remember if it was Charlotte it was Boston Boston uh, sure. Dallas Dallas it was twice in one game yeah. once at the end of regulation, regulation and once in the end of overtime what anyway.
2: Charlie game? You remember? The, it's the one where a uh, Bron gets like out of his shoe somehow.
1: I don't remember. We've seen a lot of basketball. <laughs> anyway, it's funny. All right, everybody. Well, Sean does need to start his his post post game show, otherwise he's going to be up super duper late, later than he already is. Thank you guys for joining us, Sean. Thank you for jumping on here. Appreciate it. Always fun uh, when we get to chat on here. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know what? This is the time of year. This is the time of year. We've got the trade deadline coming up February 8th. We're going to do everything we can to keep you up to date on all of the latest trade news, all the rumors. We're going to break down what everything really means. Not just what the news is, not just this happened, but what it really means for the team in the short and long term. So hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications as well. We're going to get you everything you need to know heading into that February 8th trade deadline. Again, thank you everybody for joining. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.
0: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome
2: to the Planet Premier League podcast.